Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Good. We're shaking things up a little bit this morning. So sometimes we get in a rut, right? And so, so all a rut is is just a grave with no ends, you know? And so um, this morning I was like, I'm going to preach first and then um, leave it in the capable hands. We're actually doing a trunk or treat out at the rodeo grounds. We're joining with the Horse Owners Association. We've got, I think, two fire departments coming. And so got to get up there and get set up and stuff like that. But I, w- I wanted to make sure I got here to share the gospel and the good news of Jesus. And so I'm so thankful for you guys for being flexible with me. So um, really, really excited. Last year, um, nobody expected anyone to come. And we had over 477 people come through there. So um, we had asked several other organizations, hey, do you want to join with us? And they're like, nobody's going to come. And so they come at the end and they're like, next year we're going to help you guys. (laughs) So really excited. So pray for that because it's an opportunity to reach people where they're at. And so there's so much other stuff out there dragging on kids and trying to get kids and trying to get people that this actually gives us uh, opportunity for people to, to see Jesus and that the people love them and, and that they're there for them. So um, that's actually like a third of the town that showed up. So, I mean, can you imagine if we had an event and a third of Everett showed up here? (laughs) I mean, we almost need a little bit more room, right? (laughs) Maybe we are going to do an event, you know. Maybe we'll have the aviation folks fly in with their planes and land right there or a helicopter or something, you know. But we're going to have fun. It's good to see you guys. It was really nice to meet you. We got the people from the Mission Aviation Fellowship. Fellowship. Yeah. And so, um, really, really nice to meet you. And so, um, I'll make sure that... I respect you guys. A little. I think they're going to share a little bit. Yes, yeah, they are. So, so I'm going to get get to the word and um, get out of the way. Okay, You're like so. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for just being so faithful to us. I thank you that that you're always there, always present, always always going before us at all times and in every way. And we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I did. I brought my glasses. It's a good thing. Romans 1, verse 1 says this, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who is the... who as to his human nature was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. So I want to go right here real quick, because it's like I think we skip over this a lot of times, because we think, well, just, it was just one day God and, and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were sitting up there twiddling their fingers, like, what are we going to do now? You know, well, let, let, let's create man. And then when that all goes haywire, what are we going to do now? And they're like, well, I'll go. I'll fix it, Jesus says, right? And we think that it was just like a whim and that God had, 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 is just like 
You know, he's riding by the seat of his pants, right? Like, sometimes I do that. Like, I do that all the time, right? That's why I married someone who's a planner, and that's why, why it's, she's lucky she has any hair, right? <laughs> and, and so, like, some people have to plan so much. Or, or do you ever get where you're, like, planning stuff, and you're like, God, I don't even know what... I don't even know how to make a plan. Or I don't even know what to do. What color of shirt should I wear? What, what color of shoes? What should I? It's like, just ask your wife. You know? I found that my wife is full of free information. And most of the time she's right, too, right? And so, so she'll fix you up on your, listen to her on your shirt and your shoes, but then trust God, too, in what he says. And what he says will come and it will align with his words. Now, see, I, I like to talk about my experiences a lot. But... If our experiences don't line up with what God says, then that's not how it works. Do you hear what I'm saying? So, so it's not. It's something that that our experiences with God line up with His Word because we are part of His Word. We're part of Him. We're in Him. If they don't, then it's not experiences we're having, right? And not something that we want to share. And so, so when you're doing that sharing your experiences with people out there, don't be afraid to share your testimony and talk about Jesus and talk about what he's done in your life. And, um, but I do know people, too, who, who like to share experiences, and I'm like, what planet did you come from? Right? And so this is our litmus test, always, the Word of God. Right? That's why he gave it to us. We have a standard. Now, I'm an Oklahoma Sooners football fan. It's the greatest football program in the history of the world, right? And um, the greatest one with an O in front of it, too, right? And so I just love them, right? And so they have a new coach, and he's always talking about, we are the University of Oklahoma. He's like, like we don't, we don't um, bring that, that name and that standard down to us. We play up to that standard. They're not playing to try to achieve something. They're playing out of an identity. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about? And so no matter, like even if you're getting your teeth kicked in and getting beat up, right, you still live by that standard and you still live by that identity. In this world, you're going to have tribulations. You're going to have troubles. Things are going to go haywire. You're going to go off the rails at times. But those are the times when we get, do I really trust God in this? Am I going to trust you uh, in this situation and in this moment, or, or am I going to go off, off the rails, right? There's a standard. This is our standard. Actually, our standard's a person, and his name's Jesus, right? And so the, the Bible says that, that, um, Jesus is, um, that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but, but Jesus knew no sin, right? Jesus wasn't righteous because he didn't sin, now listen, do you think when, when Jesus comes to the earth, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to the earth and I've got to make sure I don't sin because then if I do sin, then they're going to think that I'm not really the son of God and this ain't going to work out. And so he's walking around like, I've got to check this box and I've got to check that box and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. Because like, he already wrecked all the Pharisees and Sadducees' plans on what they thought was righteousness, right? And he says, no, that's not righteousness. I'll show you what righteousness is. He didn't come to do righteousness. He come as righteousness. And that is our example. Christ in us, the hope of glory. He, he didn't come and his works didn't make him righteous. He was righteousness that come into the earth to rescue and save us. And then so when it says, what would Jesus do? I, I love that, right? I, I do. 
it's good to know what Jesus would do, but really what what was Jesus? Who was Jesus? What would Jesus be? Because that's where we find our identity. That's where we find our standard is not in what we do, but our righteousness is apart from the law, right? Because Jesus became the curse for us, right? So our righteousness doesn't have to do with our do. Our righteousness comes through what he done. He became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, right? That's really good news, right? That means that before the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And say, wait a second, time out, boys. I ain't dying for those sorry suckers. I said, while you were yet, yet sinners, Christ died, right? I think about this when I think about Jesus on that cross, because he looked down and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And we look and we always think, well, that's just the dudes that were standing right there. But I think it's all of us. I think that's a picture of him looking at all of us. Father, forgive them. Because that was all of our sins that put him on that cross. And he went there. He embraced the cross and went there joyfully. It's like, this is my time to show him, man. I love him so much. And I'm here for him. And, and I had planned this all along. He's a good shepherd who come to seek and save that what was lost. And how do we know he was lost? We were lost? Because he showed up. If we weren't lost, he wouldn't have needed to show up. And that's, that's the gospel. That's the good news. He wasn't mad saying, man, I got to knock them in the teeth and straighten them right out. You know, he, he did have a problem with the people who, who had a false righteousness that was a righteousness that was in what you did. Because actually they couldn't even live up to it because they had to have all these loopholes upon loopholes upon loopholes so that they can make it where they could actually accomplish it. And then they still had a sacrifice that they had to do. Not just one, but all kinds of sacrifices on all the feasts, on all the festivals. And and it was um, so they were dependent not just on the sacrifice, but they were dependent on what they did. And Jesus was like, hey, you ain't going to measure up. And then he told them, he said, whatever you think. Like, if you even think it, you're guilty of it. Why? Because thoughts become actions, right? And so he brought it to another higher standard, and he said, you know what? While you were yet a sinner, I was like, I'm going to die for them so that I can bring them in to, to the glory of the Father and so that they can be like the Father face to face in relationship with him. That's the gospel. That's good news, Right? And that's what, that's what he, he's trying to get to us to. He said, regarding his son, who as to human nature was a descendant of David, was he saying he become man, right? You know, he's not in heaven as a spirit. Like he didn't die, float out of his body and go to heaven, right? You know, he's in heaven in a physical body, a resurrected physical body, right? In human form. He became man, right? And took our sin, died for our sins, but then was resurrected and gave us a receipt. Right? So he's saying right here, if you don't, the Bible actually says anyone who doesn't believe that Jesus came in flesh, that's antichrist spirit. But I'll go a little farther than that. Anyone who believes that they can keep and earn their way to God without Jesus, that's just as antichrist. 
Because you know what you're saying? I don't need him. Worry. We worry about and preach about this wild antichrist that's, that's going to be out there and going to kill all the Christians and going to do all these things. But we forget that all antichrist really means is that it's antichrist. It's anti that, that he's anointed from God, sent from God. There's more antichrist in the world than just the one we're trying to run from in that revelation. When you think about that, now listen to this. Anything, anyone who does not believe that Jesus come in the flesh, the Bible says literally that that's the antichrist spirit. Why? Because it nullifies everything that he did. When you say, I don't need Jesus, I don't need a sacrifice, I will be good enough, I can keep the law. What are you saying? I didn't need Jesus to come in the flesh. So what is that? It's Antichrist. Right? It's that same kind of spirit, right? So here it says, regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God. Whoa, he was declared with power to be the son. When was that? When he was baptized, right? It's really cool we're getting to baptize some people up at the rodeo grounds. And, um, we did Wednesday night, and I went to get the tank, and I was grumbling at God about something. I was like, where are you at? What are you doing? You know? So I go to the, to the um, store, and I'm borrowing a tank from him to take up, and, and I'm hurried on time, and everything is kind of just like getting out of control. And so I pull up there, and the, the young men that are helping me load the tank is like, what are you doing with this? I was like, oh, we're at the cowboy church. We're going to, we're going to baptize some people in it. And the guy goes, I want to be baptized. I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, me and my buddy, we've just been back there talking about Jesus, and we just decided that I think we want to believe in Jesus. And so we were just thinking, well, if we're going to believe in Jesus, we need to be baptized. So would you baptize us? I was like, sure. And then, there, then another guy that was with them said, hey, I'd like to be baptized too. And so I was like, you know, I'm supposed to be this great preacher. <laughs> You're supposed to come to church sat in the pew, and I'm supposed to give this elegant thing, and then you come down crying and weeping and give your heart to Jesus, and then, then, right, then you can be baptized, and the Holy Spirit's like, now nah, I'm just going to go around you, <laughs> right? I don't even need you. This is a day when he's working on people's hearts, and he's doing things in people's hearts that will blow your mind if you just let him do it right. They didn't need. They didn't need a great preacher. The Holy Spirit was already dealing with them, and now He's like, okay, now, now we can get you baptized, and that once we get you baptized, then we can point you in a way where you can get discipled and 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 reach you know out to people in a way that you never dreamed possible. Right? The Holy Spirit's at work in ways that we can't even imagine. So I'm like, well, that was really cool. What are you going to do next? So I'm driving to. Cowboy Church, and I stop at a little town called Trafton, or his little gas station out of town, and um, a guy starts talking to me. He goes, hey, because I had like this Four Seasons um, fighter shirt on, and he goes, were you in the military? And I was like, how do you know? I don't even know. And I was like, oh, okay. So I talked to him for a minute, and he, I seen he had a I Love Jesus cap on. I was like, like hey, I was like, I'm going to the Cowboy Church. Like, you guys should come sometime. And he said, I'll, I'll ride with you right now. Like, well, I wasn't expecting that, but I needed help with the tank. 
So I was like, come on, right? So we loaded the tank up and went down there and I was talking. I was like, where's your wife? Because she's at home. We live like four miles down the road. And he, go, he, he goes, um, my wife and I, we've been trying to have, have kids. And we, she got pregnant and she just had a miscarriage. And he said, I was so distraught that I decided I was just going to walk down to the, to the store. Now listen how God works. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. So I got to just kind of encourage him and talk to him and, and, and listen. Sometimes we want to talk. Sometimes we need to listen. We think all this stuff's ministry, this stuff is, is great, but this isn't the real ministry. The real ministry is what you guys do, and the real ministry is out there. And so he gets to church, and he helps me set up, and he's like, i got to call my wife. And so he calls his wife, and he's like, I... Because I'm thinking, I'm going to have to take this guy home, and I don't even know where he lives, and he might be a cereal killer. Like, he might eat, like, lots of Cheerios and stuff like that and just chop them up, and that's what a cereal killer is, right? <laughs> anyway, so, so we get there, and he calls his wife, and as he's talking to his wife, she's like, I'm going to come, too. And so they both come to church, and so I was just like, Father, you're so funny, like, we try so hard to do things out of our own effort. And when we get mad at God and say, you know what, I quit, you're going to have to do it. And then he does it. And when he does it, we don't get to take any credit. Because all we do is show up and let him do the work. I'm telling you, he's at work. He's at work in, in lives. He's at work, and he's at work in this church, too. And so I can't wait to see what he's doing, too, here. I can't wait to see the, the people that he brings to you, because I promise you, the Holy Spirit's like, you know what? I can do more in two seconds than you can do in 50 years. Amen. Will you surrender that to me? Will you trust me with that? Or are you going to just stay trying to do everything in your own and on your own power. Well, you get to make that choice, right? That's the gospel, right? So to be the Son of God by His resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through Him and for His name's sake, we receive grace and apostleship to call people from among the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from works. From what? From the law. From what? From faith. And you also are among those who, and you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? And then I'm going to throw one more scripture at you because it's my favorite scripture in the Bible. In Hebrew, it's in any boast. I am not ashamed. Of the gospel, for it because it is a power of God for the salvation of some people who do everything right, for those who can follow the, the law to the letter. No, that's not what it says. Because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who. Believes. That means you can be talking to your buddy and the Holy Spirit pits in your heart. Well, I've heard of Hinduism. I've heard, heard of Taoism. I've heard of all this other ism, right? And, and, but I really think Jesus is the one. I want to follow him. 
No, now I'm a believe in Jesus. Maybe I should get baptized too if I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. And like, like, how does the Holy Spirit do stuff like that? Like, He's going to do stuff in ways that you never dreamed. If you'll just let Him do it. Like, I try to force things a lot. And I did learn that trying to work with horses too. Is the more I try to force things, the worse it gets. When I sat back and say, oh, you can step here. Oh, man, that's not where I wanted you to step, but that's okay. We'll get it next time. And boom, they, pretty soon they start hitting. Yeah, that's it. It's a relationship. It's a building. That horse at no point in time has any chance of me eating him because I don't eat horse. Or getting rid of it, right? Because I really like that horse. He's mine. But we're learning together. We're growing together. And I see him where I want him to be. And you know what he does? He gets there, right? It says, The power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith. By what? By faith. Not works. Oh, man. I gotta change my preaching. <laughs> By faith from first to last, he said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. This entire book is about him. And when we find him, we figure out that's our answer. That's our hope. It's not in what we do, but it's in what he done. It's not not about us, but it's about our relationship with him. A God that wants to have a relationship with with us. So much that if we were the only one, he would have gave a son to die for us. Amen? And then it says this from first to last, just as it is written, the ones who do perfect, the righteous. Those righteous by Jesus will live by faith. Amen? Cool. Well, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for trusting us. We thank, thank you for being here with us. And we give you the praise and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.